What's going on, everybody? Hope you're doing well and having a great week. Today, I want to talk about the NBA. We're getting close to the playoffs. I think around 10 to 15 games that are left. Football's over. Baseball hasn't started yet. Hockey's, you know, hockey's hockey. You're either watching it or you're not. NASCAR just started. Again, you're either watching it or you're not. But this is the real start of the NBA season. I know it's the end of the season, but no one really cares until after the All-Star game or Christmas Day. And people really start to care once football ends. Then it's like, okay, there's nothing else on. I guess I'll turn over to the NBA. Now, there's still March Madness. That's going to draw a lot of attention away from them. But let's be honest, these last couple of games, most of the top teams, they're already locked in. They're going to mail it in and rest their players as they should, except for the Golden State Warriors. They shouldn't rest their players. They should have everyone, all hands on deck, Clay, Steph, Draymond, Wiggins, all of them should be playing next week against the Magic. I know the Magic suck, but I'm going to be at that game, so I definitely feel they should all be there playing. Um, that's that's why I'm paying the tickets to go. Sorry, Magic. I, I know you're my hometown team, but you're not that good. You're not that exciting. Jonathan Isaac just came out and said he's not going to play the rest of the year. Big surprise. We already knew this. But anyway, really excited to see the Warriors. My first time seeing the Warriors since they've been good, actually. I think I've seen Steph once with uh, back when they had um, Monte Ellis, but I, I can't remember if he was actually there or if he was even playing. Regardless of that, let's get into these standings, and I'll let you know what I'm thinking heading into the playoffs in these last couple of games. I'm going to start with the Western Conference. It's the conference that I have least uh, knowledge on because I live in the East Coast, and I'm not staying up till 12 or 1 o'clock to watch a game. It's just not happening I'm not even going to stay up to 10 o'clock to see the start of the game. Again, it's not happening. I already wake up at 5.15 in the morning to just go to work. I'm, I'm, I can't I can't work off of that little sleep. With that being said, let's go ahead and talk about the teams that are on the fringe of making the playoffs, starting with the Lakers, the Pelicans, the Trailblazers, and the Spurs. Let's all stop and take a victory lap and all cheer that the Lakers are where they are. They're 10 games below 500, and it's glorious to see LeBron put together this team himself, and it's horrible. Absolutely horrible. He did a horrible job. He's very overrated as a GM. He's overrated as a player. I know he's great. Best player of my lifetime. Uh, of my life. Well, I'm sorry. Kobe's the best player, and then probably Shaq. Then probably Tim Duncan, and I would probably put Kevin Garnett above LeBron, too. I know I'm biased on that. Look, I'm not a huge LeBron fan. That doesn't need to be said, but... He's still great. I'm not holding that against him. One of the greatest players of all time. But, you know, he's not hes not a god. He's still just a dude who is really good at basketball. He's very good athletically. That's the main reason why he's good. He didn't get a jumper well into his career, at least 10 years into his, into his career. And the whole notion about him not having a good team around him, it's totally crap. He's had Hall of Famers around him his whole career outside of maybe one or two years in Cleveland. But other than that, Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer, and he still can't get it done. He has to go and team jump to win. I don't care what you say. He has to go to other teams to win a championship. And I don't even count the last championship with the Lakers. It was a bubble championship. I wouldn't have counted it if the Celtics won. It's just, to me, that season was a wash. And to be honest with you, the season after that, the one where the Bucks won, that was kind of a wash too. Really, really funky going on with covid and those, those championships have huge asterisks next to them, especially the LeBron one, 
the Laker won huge asterisks. And another one of his championships, his first one against the Thunder, that has an asterisk. That was the uh, lockout season. So, again, two shortened seasons where he won, and he had to get he he got a lot of rest during those seasons and time off for him and his teammates that normally you wouldn't get in a regular season. So, you know, to be honest, the only real championship he actually earned, and I give him credit to, is the one in Cleveland and and the one against the Spurs. The second one that was pretty impressive too, but I find that more of a Spurs botching than them winning. Make your freaking free throws, Kawhi. I know he was he was young back then, but still could have could have had an extra ring. Sorry for that detour, but I just really wanted to take a victory lap for the Lakers being as bad as they are. Everyone knew they were going to be bad. They just didn't want to accept it. The media didn't want to accept it specifically. And if you're one of those people out there saying you're shocked how how poorly the, this team turned out, you really don't know much about basketball. Anyway, let me get back to the actual analysis of what I think is going to happen. San Antonio, while they have a shot, I think the Kings have a shot to actually make it in as well, but those two teams, mathematically, it would it would take a miracle for them to get in, and I just, I just don't see them doing it. The teams that are ahead of them are better than them, and I just, it's the end of the road for both of them. It was a good ride, but it's it's over. Build off this year for next year and come back even better. And especially for the Kings. I know the Kings just want to make the playoffs just to say, hey, we're finally in it after 100 years. But their time is coming. They're finally doing something that is starting to work. They just have to keep it up and stay patient, but don't lose track of the goal. As for the Spurs, they're kind of heading in a different direction. They're, they're in no man's land. I'm pretty sure Pop is going to retire at the end of the year, and that's going to leave them with a lot of questions, what they're going to do and where they're going to go from there. A lot of talent on this team still, but how are they going to move these pieces around to put together another contender? They've got a couple first-round picks coming from Boston from that deal with the Derek White. Maybe there's something to build off with those. All right, now on to the Trailblazers and the Pelicans. It's going to be very interesting to see which one of these teams is going to make it for that last play-in spot for the Western Conference. If I had to take my guess, it'll probably be the Pelicans. They have the better record slightly, only just because they have more wins. Same loss record, but more wins than the Trailblazers at the moment. But they do have a better overall team and better coaching, in my opinion. While the Trailblazers have the best player out of these teams, that being Damian Lillard, who knows what he's going to do? Is he going to play the rest of the season? Is he going to sit out? And if he does play, how good is he going to be? There's going to be some rust there. Remember, he hasn't played since December, I believe, with that abdominal strain that he had. So he's still not even back yet. Who knows? Maybe he can come back for the last 10 to 15 games and actually do something to knock off that rust and make a push for the playoffs. But is it really worth it? We know he has the experience in the playoffs. But this team... This team just does not build around him, and it's been like that for a long, long time. They've had opportunities, but they've made bad decisions. The front office has bad trades, bad signings, and it, it it's really hard to see because, you know, I want to see Damian Lillard and I want to see McCollum succeed together. That obviously isn't going to happen, but I feel like this team is better off not making the playoffs and getting a first-round pick a little bit better than what they already have. 
would be more beneficial than actually making the playoffs. I don't know. That's just my opinion. You let me know what you think. Do you want to see Damien in the playoffs? Because I know a lot of people do, and I completely understand. But is he even going to play? And if he is going to play, how good is he going to be? And what's the point of him playing if they're just going to get waxed in the first round? Which all these teams are pretty much going to get waxed in the first round. I'd be shocked if any of them made it past the first round. Heck, I'd be shocked if any of these teams actually won more than two games in the first round. Now on to the Pelicans, where coincidentally where C.J. McCollum ended up going to during the trade deadline. And to be honest with you, he's been amazing since he's gotten there. He's just crushing it. And he's helped them get into the position where they are, where they're fighting for one of those last play-in spots. He's ultimately the reason why I picked them to make it over Portland. He's the difference between these two teams. If they would have kept him, I'm sure Portland would be in a better spot than the Pelicans. But they traded him for, you know, a bag of peanuts, to be honest with you. I, I just, I don't know what, where the thought process was that. Again, like I just said, that team has no direction Horrible front office. But back to the Pelicans, you've got McCollum breaking out even more than what he already was. Then you also have Brandon Ingram. Maybe they can get him back. Maybe he's still healthy enough to go out and go, give him some strong minutes and some strong performances. That's really going to boost this team. Plus, you add in Valanchunas, you add in Devontae Graham, and even Willie Herman Gomez. You have a lot of talent there that can be ancillary pieces to Brandon Ingram, and C.J. McCollum. And that's not even mentioning Zion. Now, I know he's progressing. I don't think he's going to play. I think it's stupid for him to play. And who knows what he can even give you with his fragile body and his out-of-shape self. But who knows, if he does come back and can play and produce like he was a couple years ago, then that's, that's a huge difference. This team will jump up a great deal and will actually cause some trouble for some of those top teams in the West. I still don't think they'll win a playoff series, but they'll give those other teams an actual, you know, challenge. But that's asking a lot from a guy who hasn't played all year long. But you never know. You got guys like Durant that sit out for a season or two and come back and, you know, are the same superstar that they've always been. So maybe he can be like that. We don't know because he's never really proven that he can. Yes, I know he sat out and then came back and he was great. But... It's a little bit different, so I won't hold my breath on Zion, but I do hope he does come back and he does play this season and don't just mail it in like Jonathan Isaac. The only difference is there is Zion is actually playing to make the playoffs. They actually have a shot to make it, and that actually means something for this team. So they have a lot to play for, and to be honest with you, I'm rooting for them to make the playoffs, especially if Zion comes back. Now, there's a couple teams that they're going to have to beat out or outlast to get to the playoffs, starting with the Lakers. The Lakers are just one spot above them in the ninth spot. As you already heard at the beginning of the podcast, I do not like the Lakers. Can't stand LeBron. I'm happy that they're failing, but are they bad enough to fall completely out? I don't think they are. Though I I called them being bad earlier in the season, I didn't think they would be this bad. I thought they'd be like a 5 or 6 or a 4 at best. So they haven't even met my low expectations from them, and that's saying something. And to be honest with you, the other team in L.A. isn't doing all that great either. Now, they actually have some excuses. Kawhi's not playing. Paul George isn't playing. He just kind of disappeared. I don't even... Who knows what happened to him? 
but they were actually rallying with their remaining players and trying to put up a fight and push for the playoffs. Maybe even Paul George would come back. I won't hold my breath on that one, but anything can happen. But let's face it, you wouldn't think that Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard, Zubak, and Marcus Morris would be defeating teams like the Lakers, which have LeBron, Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook, but it's a strange time we're living in. But, you know, the Clippers also have a couple other players. They're all hurt, like I said, Paul George previously, but also Norman Powell, old friend from the the Toronto Raptors. If he comes back and can actually play, he hasn't played in a while, but he was solid for them. So who knows if he comes back and if Paul George comes back. That'll change the dynamic of this whole team. Again, not going to go past the first round, but still, that will definitely improve them far above all the other teams that are above them right now, especially the Lakers. That Lakers, what I'm saying is the Lakers don't have a shot to make the playoffs at all. Even if they make the play-in game, they're not going to make the final eight. I do, however, believe that the Clippers will make it one way or the other, whether they're the eighth seed or the seventh seed, they're going to make the playoffs no matter who they play out of these last four teams, whether it's Minnesota, the Lakers, the Pelicans, or if somehow if the Spurs or Blazers get in there. The Clippers are in, no matter what, in my opinion. And vice versa, I don't care who the Lakers are playing, whether it be the Clippers, Minnesota, the Pelicans, Trailblazers, they're out, no matter what. I'm on to the seventh seed in the West, which is kind of surprising, but not really if you've been keeping up with this team is the Minnesota Minnesota Timberwolves. And, you know, this is a team I don't watch a lot. Again, they're in the West. But, you know, they have a solid team, a solid core, I should say. You got Cat, you know, he's doing his thing. Carl Anthony Towns is just, you know, dominating. He's been one of the best centers, if not the best center, for a long time in the league. Of course, they also have D'Angelo Russell. You know, he's doing his thing. You know, coming from Brooklyn, he's a former All-Star. He's, he's not lost a step yet. He's still, you know, pretty good. You know, he's a solid backup star to Carl Anthony at Towns. And you have the young sophomore, Anthony Edwards, who's just dominating, averaging 20 or 21 points a game. You know, that that's a solid core. That's a solid three players that you can definitely make some waves with, especially in the future. The problem with the Timberwolves is after those three guys, the talent drops off very, very hard. I mean, who, who's the next best guy? Who's the fourth best player? I mean, Patrick Beverly? I mean, yeah, he's great defensively. I get it. But the dude's old for one, and he, he's starting to slow down. So I I really don't know what else this team can offer besides those three players. And Patrick Beverly, who who's awesome as a fourth or fifth guy, but, man, I just don't think this team has anything else to give besides those three stars. And those three stars are going to carry them, you know, for the most of the game. They've been doing it all year long. But that's just not going to work in the playoffs. So, my prediction for the Timberwolves is if they play L.A. in the play-in round, they'll win. But if they pay, have to play the Pelicans and Zion does come back, I think the Timberwolves will be beaten, unfortunately. But there's still a couple of games to be played, so who knows how the standings will look at the actual end of the season. But my guess and my prediction right now would be that the Clippers will make it in at the 7th seed and the Pelicans will make it in at the 8th. But I can also see it where it's the Timberwolves in the 7 and the Clippers at 8. Either way, the Lakers aren't going to make the playoffs. 
that's the one thing that we can all rest easy knowing that LeBron and Carmelo and Westbrook and the whole drama surrounding this whole team can be put to rest and we don't have to hear about them anymore. We don't have to worry about how, oh, they're underachieving. Yes, they're underachieving. They're a bad team on paper. They were a bad team at the beginning of the year. They're a bad team now. The whole, well, Anthony Davis is hurt, and that's the reason why they're not they're not doing well. They were losing when he was when he was when he was healthy. Let's be honest. They are a bad team. Bottom line. But anyway, with that being said, I think I'm going to bring this episode to an end and save the rest of the Western Conference for the next episode. I don't know. Maybe I'll even break that up into two different episodes. Maybe I'll cover the Mavericks, the Nuggets, and the Jazz in one, and I'll cover the Suns and the Grizzlies and the Warriors in one. I haven't decided that yet. We'll see how it goes once I start. Unless you actually have a preference. If you guys have a preference on how you want me to cover them, do you want me to have one long video, or do you want me to have a couple of shorter videos here and there? You let me know what you prefer. I can honestly do it either way. But the only reason why I'm really stopping this one right here is because I'm going to go watch the Celtics and the Warriors play. I'm really hoping the Celtics continue their hot streak. They lost to the Mavericks, but it was a close game. And, you know, they kind of got screwed over by the refs at the end. And I know they shouldn't have been in that position to begin with. And, yeah, you're right. Or I'll say that right now. They shouldn't have been in that position. They should have been comfortable ahead of the Spurs, not Spurs, the Mavericks beforehand and they should have known something that like that could have happened but hey they played into the Mavericks hands Luca hit that shot Brogdon I think Brogdon hit the shot right before that which tied the game and that's that's how the Dallas Mavericks speech you they've been doing it to a lot of teams this year so really looking forward to talking about them in the next episode but as of right now let me know what you think how do you think things are going to shake out for the bottom of the West? Are you excited for it? Do you care about it? Are you just happy that the Lakers are sucking and they're going to be out of it? Are you sad that the Lakers are sucking and are going to be out of it? You let me know. What do you think? Other than that, take it easy. Until next time.